most of our San Diego properties will be okay because you do have people that want to come out. They're, they're looking for beach. They're looking for uh, hiking trails. So we have that here, which is so nice. We believe that our school districts cannot reopen safely if they have to implement these kinds of cuts. When I saw that New York City needed nurses, I told my husband, um, I'm going to New York. And he said, I'll hold down the kids. You go. You do you. Do you. He said, go be Anna. And that's what I did. An angel of mercy prepares to return to San Diego. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. Nurse Anna Williamson didn't hesitate when she heard hospitals in New York needed nurses to care for COVID-19 patients. She left her husband and kids back in San Diego for a six-week stint at New York's Harlem Hospital. In just a moment, we'll hear the stories of teamwork and tragedy from Williamson as she gets ready to board a plane for home. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Wednesday, May 20th. San Diego is waiting on Governor Newsom to approve a plan to reopen more local businesses, but county leaders say moving forward does not mean the risk of spreading coronavirus is any less. Supervisor Nathan Fletcher says the only way to move on to the next phase of the plan is by continuing social distancing and wearing masks. Uh, I know that the face coverings are uh, uncomfortable, uh, at times can be irritating, uh, but rest assured a face covering is a lot more comfortable than a ventilator. And so we continue to urge you to follow these types of things because it puts us on the path to continue to reopen. The county's medical leaders say they do not know when Governor Newsom will let them know if the plan for more reopenings will be approved. They hope to have an answer before the Memorial Day weekend. County supervisors also said that if Newsom refuses the county's request, they have no intention of going against his order. Many restaurants are also waiting for the official okay from Governor Newsom, allowing them to resume dine-in service. Tenu spoke with the management and staff at the Draft Restaurant in Mission Beach. They told us they're ready to open their doors today, saying they've been preparing for weeks. They've rearranged the furniture to help space people apart. The restaurant also switched to paper menus and developed a strong system for cleaning and disinfecting regularly. What will back-to-school look like in the fall for California's K-12 students? 10 News reporter Mary McKenzie listened in to the latest planning by the state superintendent. Every school district is making their own decision about what form of instruction they will have when schools open. Obviously, we're working uh, hard to make sure that we create a pathway to help our schools reopen, but we know that they will likely have to reopen with social distancing conditions in place. The state superintendent addressed what schools will probably look like come fall. And while much is yet to be decided, it's clear it will be very different than what kids in California are used to. On Thursday, Superintendent Tony Thurmond will host a virtual town hall event for all 1,000 districts, a chance for them to offer suggestions and discuss strategies to reopen schools safely in the fall for California's 6 million school-age children. Districts will individually set the when and the how, the when being start dates, and the how will be protocols required to allow for proper social distancing. Children will likely have to wear masks. Class sizes will have to be smaller, and there will probably be some combination of in-school instruction and at-home learning. He also addressed state cuts to education, saying that if money doesn't come from the federal government, there will be no way to open schools safely without cutting school programs. Mary McKenzie, 10 News. 
The Chula Vista church that sued Governor Newsom is now appealing a judge's denial to reopen. South Bay United Pentecostal Church sued Newsom earlier this month, claiming the stay-at-home order violates people's religious rights. On Friday, a federal judge denied the church's request to reopen, saying places of worship are part of Stage 3 because services involving sitting together for long periods of time, not because of any motivation against religion. The church is now appealing the denial. Known for helping people learn more about their ancestry, the DNA company 23andMe is now looking into whether genetics plays a significant role in how COVID-19 affects people. A lead researcher on the study talked about it today on 10 News Midday. We really do need large numbers of individuals to be able to ask these questions about genetics and and its relationship to COVID-19. But we know from other studies that almost all human diseases have some genetic component that determines the outcome from the disease. So we really are interested in answering to what extent this is true for COVID-19. Does COVID-19 have a large genetic component or a small genetic component? The company launched its study in April. It's reaching out to people who were hospitalized from the disease to have them participate in the study. While as many as 10 million people who deserve a stimulus check have yet to receive one, the IRS has been sending checks to people who have passed away. Team 10 investigator Melissa Masiha looked into what you should do if you get one of those checks. Bruce Batchelor is coping with a lot these days after his beloved wife recently passed away from an illness. With money tight, he was looking forward to $1,200 from Uncle Sam. I was, uh, you know, I was expecting a stimulus check. Bruce said he was thrilled to discover the money in his account recently, but that quickly wore off because the IRS had not realized his wife died. Checked my bank account and I had a deposit for $2,400 instead of $1,200. It's happening to many grieving families. The stimulus is based on last year's tax filing. So they had gone off of uh, my income tax refund from last year where I was able to claim her. When he tried to report the error. Tried contacting the IRS. Mm -hmm. All their offices are closed. Can't call anybody. The IRS has just announced do not cash a stimulus check sent to a deceased person. The agency is now providing mailing addresses on irs.gov where you can send it back. Bruce will do that, but feels the government should have done its homework. I think there should have been a little bit more research done as to who is actually able to receive those checks legally. Losing somebody is always difficult, um, and it brings back memories. Bottom line, don't use stimulus sent to any deceased person, no matter how heartless the whole thing seems. Melissa Masiha, Team 10. The Oscars aren't scheduled until next February, but the Academy is considering postponing the big night already. Sources tell Variety details are still being sorted out, but it's likely the show won't go on as scheduled. Last month, the Academy announced movies that have only streamed would be eligible for the 2021 Oscars. Normally, movies must be in a Los Angeles theater for at least seven days to be considered. The Academy says any eligible movie must still be in a theater once they reopen. Poway may have the only local fireworks show this year. Mayor Steve Voss tweeted the city council approved a revised plan. Fireworks will go on, but there will be no stadium seating or public gatherings. Neighbors can only enjoy the show from home. Voss indicated the fireworks may be relocated to accommodate the new plan. The Big Bay Boom, Coronado, and Lake Murray fireworks shows have all been canceled. On Thursday, 10 News will be following the progress of nurse Anna Williamson as she flies home to be reunited with her family following a six-week stint caring for patients at New York's Harlem Hospital. 
Our sister station, WPIX, had a chance to talk to Williamson as she wrapped up the final shift of her mission to mercy to the heart of America's largest COVID-19 outbreak. First and foremost, I got to give you such a heartfelt thank you. A heartfelt appreciation, gratitude for coming to New York, helping out. So you worked the graveyard shift over at Harlem Hospital. Tell me about your arrival, what you experienced when you got here six weeks ago. Well, six weeks ago was a whole different world. Um, It was definitely of the height of the pandemic and coming into the emergency room, there was patients everywhere, beds everywhere, people intubated, um, people running around. And it was to the point that I was, you know, a bit overwhelmed. Wow, this is, this is, this is legit. This is where I, this is why I came here to help. And so I was definitely at awe with the team that I'm working with and how crazy it was in the emergency rooms and on top of that, up on the floors as well. And I can't imagine what it was like having this conversation with your husband. I understand you're a mother of two young boys. I always say nursing is a calling. You were answering that call, but how did that conversation go to say, hey, hey guys, I'm gonna go to New York City, they need me. Honestly, I, um, my husband and I do medical missions um, normally, and sometimes I'll just go on my own. Lately, I've been doing medical missions on my own. And then when I saw that New York City needed nurses, I told my husband, um, I'm going to New York instead of going on our Disney cruise that we had lined up. <laughs> and I had the time off in April with my norm, my full-time job in San Diego. And so he said, okay. He said, I'll hold down the kids. You go. You do you. Do you. He said, go be Anna. And that's what I did. Uh-huh. You, you have a beautiful family. Your, your two young boys are adorable. And so your time there at Harlem Hospital, what, was, what would you say was the hardest thing for you over the past six weeks? The hardest thing for me was um, having the patients uh, pass away without having their family member there at all. I, that was very hard for me. And so I would follow a lot of families. Um, coming from the ER, I would actually follow them if they went to the floor or they went to the ICU, I would actually follow where they are and uh, be there in their last moments and just have, hold their hand and cry. I cried a lot. <laughs> and I actually, my last patient um, who passed away from COVID was last week. And um, I got so close to the family that uh, they invited me over the next day after the their father passed away and we had breakfast together. and. Um, that was a really, that was a closing for me in the sense that he was my last patient that um, I followed that had COVID, but we became a family um, just because I kept giving them updates. I kept following where his dad was and um, they're now my family and he's an NYPD cop as Uh. well. (laughs) I, I can't even imagine what those families had to go through, but to know that you were there holding their hand and that you were there in their final moments, I'm sure that gave them some comfort because I don't know you personally, but in this short conversation, you have a heart of gold. I can tell you're such a caring individual, which is why you're a nurse. Um, I can't even imagine how proud your two young boys are are of you and your husband watching up and looking up to you. They have incredible role models. Um, and I'm, I'm going to get emotional just talking to you about it, but let's celebrate because you, 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 we here in New York City, we love you. We love what you're doing. You got the whole group. This is your last shift here uh, before you fly home. I so I, I, again, it what is. is it like to work with that amazing team behind you? I have an amazing team. Harlem 
Hospital has been my family for the last six weeks. That's right. Anna, you're amazing. Your dance moves are amazing. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. On top of that, I actually donated. Oh. I actually donated uh, three portable vital monitors to Harlem Hospital Emergency ER, adult ER. I mean, could you be any more amazing? So that is I'm, absolutely fantastic. No, I honestly, like I said, I have a great team that I worked with, and um, all over the country, people came to for this calling for this pandemic, and I can't tell you enough that I've worked with amazing nurses from all over the country and on top of that I've worked with amazing nurses at Harlem Hospital they have been my family and um, they are heart of gold so thank you New York City for having me and I am honored to be part of New York City and Harlem Hospital we're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues local hotels say they're starting to see increased bookings on weekends a spokesperson for a company that owns seven hotels in San Diego says they believe they'll recover easily. That's because San Diego is an outdoorsy destination, which many people are looking for right now. They're also trying to focus on attracting visitors who are within driving distance as air travel is slow to recover. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides, but we haven't lost our way. We know who we are, a community that will meet the moment and rise above obstacles. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans recover from the turmoil created by the coronavirus. We'll get back on our feet, find jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.